0: Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post weekend review. We're back after another fascinating uh, international break and my name's Chris and joining me this week I've got Dave. Hello, hello. How are you sir? Ah, very good, thank you. Are you uh, over the excitement of the England internationals and ready to get back chatting about the Premier League? Uh,
1: yes, relieved I think is the <laughs> relieved, right to yeah.
0: it. Yeah, there, was a, there was a period of a few months where England actually looked like a decent side Uh but they've soon resumed normal service as being quite labourous to watch.
1: When we were 1-0 down at Kosovo after 30 seconds, I was starting to question
0: everything, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so yeah, the Premier League was back after a break and it seemed to have quite a profound effect on a lot of the teams around it. Uh, let's see, so the early game on Saturday saw the mighty Liverpool take on Dave's beloved Newcastle United. Uh, Newcastle United taking an early shock lead through Willems, is it? That's him, yeah, it was some, some goal. Yeah, pretty good, because this is, this is the guy I saw when we played you earlier. Yeah, was it when we, we we have played? Yeah, it was, it was when, the yeah,
1: it when we was, played you. Yeah, he, he came on as a sub in that yeah. game and, and was the one who was like really, really dozy when the ball was up the line to him and he just stood waiting for it and then obviously he scored. Yeah, um, he, he's got
0: that John Regis look about him in there. <laughs> yes. But he's quite quite a big fella.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he looks a lot
0: older than 25.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he had a very hard paper round.
0: Uh, but yeah, interesting game. So, uh, Williams giving uh, Newcastle the lead. Uh, it looked like the shock was on the cards, uh, but unfortunately, uh, Liverpool decided to stop messing around. Took off Divock Origi and brought on Bobby Firmino, who I believe got a man of the match. Well,
1: he got Steve McManaman's man of the match, which is a tainted award if ever there was one. <laughs> but but he, I mean, let, let's be honest, he did change the game. And I just wish we'd injured, you know, pretty much anyone else on the field except Divock Origi, which would have given us more of a chance.
0: Um, so there's been a lot of talk made about. So obviously Liverpool are obviously unbeaten at home uh, for a considerable amount of time. Uh, I think I saw one of your responses on Twitter to this. There's been a lot of talk at the like Newcastle just don't win at Anfield, um, but who does? Well, this is it. It's like when I mean, that
1: journalist who I, who I pulled up on us like he gets on my nerves anyway, so it's like an open goal for me. But um, this is a guy who when he was working for the local press of here before he signed for it, the Athletic, which is another joke, which will move on from, but um when uh, Benitez appointed Mikel Antio as assistant manager uh, one of the, he did a, a five things you need to know about Michael Antio, and one of them was that he's not related to Vernon Anita which is funny, because they've got different names <laughs>
0: oh, so this is
1: this is the level of journalists we're dealing with here okay. uh, yeah, but, it's, it's, I mean, alright our record at Anfield is terrible, but whose is, like you say, like it's our record at Old Trafford's abysmal Stamford Bridge, take your pick like the reason why the top six clubs are the top six clubs is because no one fucking wins there. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't need to write 2,000 words and ask John Beres for his opinion on why. Yeah. Like, it's, It just gets on my nerves, Chris. Yeah.
0: What did you make of uh, Newcastle's performance in this game? Um, it actually it was more or less
1: better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the second goal was a horrendous individual error, which can it really legislate for like the keeper comes out and he's either lost it in the sun or he's just lost concentration but either way it's come off his knee uh, and ended up being a tap in for Mane. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know a shame but it happens um, Kraft really should have equalised just after half time
0: yeah definitely what a miss that was
1: uh, I mean that's the second time in four games now where he's pretty much cleared the stand from about eight yards out uh, in, a, in an away game as well which you know we don't score a lot of goals so to get two pretty golden chances like that missed a, It's not good, but um, yeah. I mean, you know, we took the lead with a good goal. Um, Our game plan was to sit back, and if we'd made half time a goal ahead, that would have made it interesting. Uh, Unfortunately, as you said earlier, I think once Firmino came on, they clicked into gear somewhat at the -hmm. uh, the top end of the field, and our, our time was numbered after that.
0: I was really impressed with Andy Robertson. Although it's it's very rare, I'm not impressed with Andy Robertson. But he had so much space during this game.
1: He's brilliant, and you know Trent Alexander-Arnold gets all this credit for you know getting many assists and having you know a very cultured right foot. But Robertson doesn't get that many less assists and can actually defend. Mm -hmm. And I think he he maybe doesn't get the credit for that. Um, But you know Liverpool, Liverpool, like we say every week, they didn't even play that well, and they still scored three goals and didn't really look in that much trouble. Other than twenty minutes when they need to wake up a bit, but. Uh, that's just what Liverpool do.
0: Yeah, so from the bits of the game that I, uh, that I saw, it it seemed like Newcastle were focusing a lot on on Alexander Arnold because obviously he's, he's he's crossing, he's he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, Robertson, he, he had the the freedom of Anfield, and like, I think at one point he he had a shot from like a yard out because he just marauded into the box. <laughs> yes. You know, he 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 he, he was got like, unstoppable in that game.
1: Yeah, he played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, like. He's actually got no competition whatsoever. Because I think Moreno left in the summer. Okay, so
0: unless... I, I think I remember seeing something about him going, but I wasn't sure.
1: So, so unless they're going to, you know, <laughs> reprise James Milner left back, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't advise them doing, uh, he's going to play the majority of games, um, which can only be a good thing, really.
0: Yeah, uh, could have been worse for for Newcastle. Uh, p- p- penalty, uh, Lassell's um wrestling move on on Joel Matip.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still don't understand how it isn't a penalty when they've looked it back. I know there's, there's this legislation which people have been banging on about, which is if it's like a tussle from a corner, it's pretty much a referee's opinion and they won't overturn it, um, which is ludicrous. Like it's, I know they don't want to end up with 10 penalties a game, but if you start clamping down on it, then there won't be 10 penalties a game. So
0: it was a bit more than a tussle, though, wasn't it, really? Well, exactly, you had, mean, him, had him round the neck.
1: And as well, it was pretty much all one way. You mm-hmm. couldn't I, I don't I was looking desperately for like my tip having a hold of his shirt or something, but he really didn't, like he was just pretty much thrown to the floor. Um one thing that annoyed us in this game and which probably a moot point but um I don't know how much you saw of the second half, but two or three times we pinged a ball in behind and Muto would come on, was run onto it. Only be flagged offside immediately, now like, you know, maybe three or four times he was offside, but there was once where he was a good yard onside. And he might not have scored. But I thought the idea now was that the flag would stay down until
0: See, I thought this, but then I saw a game a couple of weeks ago where I uh, think the commentators at the time were talking, like, if the flag goes up, just at least have a crack still. Because yeah. if it goes in, VAR will review it. But obviously, if you stop playing, I, I don't think they will. But I say, I'm still I'm still unclear on, on what's being reviewed and what isn't and, and hmm. what they're willing to overturn and what they're not even if it is reviewed. Well, and, I thought it was,
1: if, like if, if Elena was absolutely certain he was off, then by all means flag because, you know, He's definitely offside, but it just seems to be one of those areas that could be very easily cleared up by saying either flag or don't flag. Yeah. So people know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead we've got this ludicrous situation now where you know he might have gone through and scored, made it three-two, and then again he might not have, but we'll never know, now. that's
0: the thing you'll not know. Uh, speaking of VAR decisions and reviews, uh, Shah's tackle on Mane should have been oh. a bit more than a yellow, do you reckon?
1: Well, he, he didn't give. He didn't. Even foul him? I don't think got booked um, because. Okay, Mane, I, thought,
0: I thought he got a yellow because he. No, yeah. Marnie
1: jumped out the way. Um, I mean, had he connected with him, he would have definitely been booked at, at best. He probably would have been sent off. I think, but yeah. uh, Marnie did him a favour by skilling him twice. I think. Remember rightly. But,
0: yeah. It's the old intent um, rule, though, isn't it? Which we saw a lot of last season. Um, it, you know there were circumstances last season where things like that happened and players were still sent off I, yeah, I, I was surprised I thought he got booked I didn't realise that nothing came of it I said oh, I know mean, Marnie got out of the way but I thought the, uh, maybe the referee had to pull it, pull it back or something then
1: uh, I mean to be fair shit, normally gets booked pretty much every game he plays he may well have been booked in another instant, I can't remember but he, he got 13 or 12 yellow cards last season so he, he's I've said this before like he, he's a very good player to have in your team he's a ball carrying defender but mm-hmm. his actual defending isn't that good he's more known for what he does going forward
0: does that mean he'll be house hunting in the uh, North London area come January <laughs> the end of the season uh, well. <laughs> yeah. uh, on to other games then I suppose the big game uh from the three o'clockers was Wolves against Chelsea Um Frank Lampard's Chelsea FC uh, coming out 5-2 winners at home to Wolves uh, I've seen Wolves fans turning on Nuno um, Did you see the
1: guy absolutely who rang up 6 or 6 he was sick of him and all this kind of nonsense.
0: No, I've only seen my Facebook feed because obviously I went to school in Wolverhampton. Uh, uh, right. And it's it's fucking... We'll talk about tragic fucking uh, fans turning on their manager shortly. Uh, but I thought I thought <laughs> it was really funny that Wolves fans were like turning on him. Like, oh, it's time to go. The team don't look like they've got any fighting uh, on whatsoever.
1: I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Isn't it? I mean... They haven't had a good start, they've had the Europa League bug, we'll call it, because it seems to kill every team who plays in the Europa League who isn't, you know, like an established top six team, Um, but they've lost at home to Chelsea, it's not like they've lost at home to Mm -hmm. us, (laughs) like, you know, they've, they've, uh, Chelsea have picked up from what was a fairly slow start, but... At the end of the day, Tammy Abraham absolutely roasted Conor Cody yeah. on, se- on several occasions. It's yeah, yeah. not the manager's fault. Like, Connor Cody played every minute of every game last season. It's not like he's suddenly gone off the boil.
0: Yeah, so, so it's an interest, interesting day. Wolves were celebrating their 100th, 140th anniversary at Molyneux, uh, although the ground has changed that many times even in the last 10 years. It, it's, <laughs> it's you know Parts of it are still really old, which is weird, but the, the, I in my lifetime they've knocked down one of the stands three times. The
1: same stand.
0: The same stand. Just... Yeah, Shut, they they've got what I believe now. I don't think it's anywhere because I've been to Wolverhampton in a while. But they had a, a, a when I was a kid, it was called the John Ireland stand. Oh yeah. It's the one opposite the dugouts, and I think now it's called the Steve Ball stand. So that stand has been practically been untouched for years and years. Uh, but the one, at, what the goal end to the left of the dugouts, used to be called the Stan Collis stand. I don't know what it's called now. Um, uh, but they've the, it it is a vastly different stand. Uh, to what it used to be, because when I, when I used to live in Wolverhampton, that and what is the stand with the tunnel and everything in, it, which is the Billy Wright stand, they were the two stands that they put a lot of work into, uh, and they only did the Billy Wright one, because the original stand burnt down. It was one of the it old wooden down. stands. Yeah, They, they it was right. one of the old wooden stands, and stuff like that, and there was a fire, and obviously uh, they then went on and built the uh, a new fancy stand instead. Um, but yeah, they built the Stan Cullis stand, uh, and then they... I. I went back to Wolverhampton a couple of years ago, and it's a completely different stand now. and it turns out they'd knocked it down again. But then I remember it being knocked down before that at least once as well. Yeah, a lot of work at Molyneux on the same areas. Maybe they're just getting their maps upside down, because the stands <laughs> at the other end could probably do some work. But I know that the one end's quite difficult, because the one end to the right of the... This is the shittiest talk over. Uh, the, <laughs> the one stand to the right is actually built into like an embankment and stuff like that so maybe that's not what that's why maybe not they're redeveloping that one yeah some interesting chat about Molyneux there Um, so yeah uh, interesting fact though about Chelsea then all three of their goal scorers uh, obviously Tammy Abraham got a hat-trick to take him to seven goals in three games now I believe Uh, uh, Mason Mount and Tomori who scored with his first ever Premiership shot on target um, all played in the Championship last season and now they're banging in goals in the Premier League Ah, well, there you go. The system works. Yep, that's it. It's because it's because Frank knows the club, Dave. That's what it he is. Do, he
1: does know the club.
0: Uh, but yeah, Abraham was really impressive. He took all three of his goals really well. He did. Mm. Uh, and Mason Mount looks better and better every time I see him play. To be fair.
1: Yeah, he's like a talented Ross Barkley, isn't he? Like
0: I like Ross Barkley.
1: Yeah. I used to like Ross Barkley, but like I watched him for England in the week, and it was just appalling. But. Um, moment as you say, he's uh, he's looking every bit a Premier League player.
0: Yeah, so I know he was under a lot of pressure at the beginning of the season, wasn't he? Because he didn't score ten goals on his debut. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he 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 settled into that role really well. He's also, I think, the first player to score a hat trick and an own goal in the same game. Well, that's a stat. Isn't it? No, no, that's a stat for you. Uh, and Wolves' other goal came from uh, Kutrane, uh who who scored his first goal for the club. Uh, Wolves had chances against Chelsea, though.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing you'd say about Chelsea. They aren't uh, particularly good defensively. I think they have yet to keep a clean sheet.
0: I'm not surprised with Kepa's handling. Did you see it, the amount of shots he like? Like, I think both of uh, Wolves' goals went in off him basically. So the the, the own goal was because oh, the, yes, the, the shot the shot he literally just bounced off his hands, hit Abraham's hand and went in, and then the the second one literally just fucking he he couldn't keep the shot out. But he did that a few times. He just he it's like he's got like rubber rubber like padding on his fucking hands. The ball's just bouncing off him. Yeah, he's definitely more of a shot stopper. That's what
1: seventy two million gets you. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I think Tammy Abraham is now the top scorer in the Premier League. Uh, as well. And it, it doesn't look like it's gonna stop, you know. Um this new more energetic Chelsea, uh they're looking pretty good to be fair. Um uh, I thought William was really impressive.
1: Well, Jorginho got his first ever assist as well. Oh, fucking which hell. Which bring, brings me level with Ke- Kevin Pressman on the uh, <laughs> tre- Premier League assist
0: tally. Oh, fucking I didn't even notice that. Well. <laughs> I didn't even notice he was playing. Um, but yeah, and I still find it really strange that Chelsea's like £80 million player, uh, Pulisic, just still hasn't really done anything. Like he, he, It's like he's not there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they changed the system, didn't they, this week, to five... Mm-hmm. Uh, Five, whatever it is, two, three, I guess you'd call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, well,
0: um, I say, Frank went to three at the back, didn't he, for the first time?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know if that was because they were playing against Wolves, who play three centre back or because they had to play Alonso at left-back, who was, like, a liability, so he <laughs> thought, well, let's stick another centre-back in there and hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. But poor old Kurt Zouma, though, it was, they, they had a clean sheet when he came on at half-time.
0: Oh, what a shame. Didn't know. last very long, did it? Chelsea fans will be ripping him to bits on Twitter then I suppose. <laughs> uh, right. on to ripping to ripping to bits then. Uh Spurs uh hosted Crystal Palace at home and absolutely demolished them in the most one sided performance I've seen in quite some time. But Spurs didn't seem to do that much and still come away four nil winners.
1: Scored one very good goal. Uh, I think it was Son's volley on the far post. There was a lot yep. of passing, yeah, pass moving. I in. think it
0: was his second, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, Oyarra pings at the back post. Um I forgot Sergio Aurier was even there. To be honest, yeah, they yeah, yeah, hasn't be, played be, since been determined, February. Determined to play, everybody there except him, um, who was an actual right back. But you know, fight and Davinson Sanchez and
0: Kyle Walker-Peters have all had a go But um yeah was excellent. Yeah, Very good. Couple of assists. Uh, could probably claim the Van on, on goal. To be fair. Well, well, he can try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I bet. He, I bet he has tried to claim it. I mean,
1: I mean, to be fair, if Ryan Fraser's claimed that goal from uh, the Bournemouth <laughs> uh, Everton game, then you know. Yeah, I wasn't he,
0: sure how to note that down. Like, hmm.
1: Like, oh, Delph put that in his own net. Well, it's definitely not a Delph own goal. So, oh, yeah. I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Uh, interesting enough, uh, Son, I think it was Son's first goal. The second goal was the volley, I think. Uh, his first goal was o- almost identical to the first goal that sc- was scored in that toilet bowl of a stadium. Yes, heard, yeah, it was similar, was Yeah, Spurs fans have been going crazy about it, but you know they don't have a lot to cheer about recently. Uh, it's interesting that Spurs won 4-0. Harry Kane didn't score and yet played the whole game, I believe. Yeah, he came off like two minutes
1: before the end, but he... Um... He laid on uh Lamella's goal but mm-hmm. it's it's funny with Kane, like t- it seems to depend massively on, on the opposition as to how, how much of a goal threat he is. Yeah. I
0: don't but, think he's done that much this season at all.
1: Uh he hasn't really, no. Yeah. He's obviously very reliable from the penalty spot, except
0: Yeah, basically. for
1: for England, but um he he seems to bring others into the game quite a bit, which is useful for when you've got Son and Lucas Moore and, you know, Lamella, whoever else knocking around, so yeah. Um, I can see the merits. Would, there's would not going to be any hurry to drop them, that's to be fair. Yeah, yeah, so.
0: no, got no no one else anyway. But uh, I say I I really I say I was surprised by this because I didn't know the score because I avoided all the scores on Saturday. Um, and when I was watching the highlights, I I thought Spurs had won this like by more than four because they 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 weren't playing amazing football, but they were going through Palace like Palace weren't there at one point.
1: Yeah, I think um, second half they call off the dogs a bit because they had Champions League away this coming week, and they yeah, probably yeah. thought, well, job's done. Let's just take the sting out. And yeah, as you say, the fun looked after half after what 40 minutes or something. So
0: yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah.
1: Job, job was well done by then.
0: Yeah. Uh, talking of teams then going easy and, and preparing for Europe in midweek, uh, Man United uh, came out 1-0 winners against Leicester. I believe they've, they've got some uh, terrible trip in the... I think they're at home, actually, in the Europa League on Thursday. That, That's uh... a sl-
1: still a long trip for their fans. <laughs> yeah, to be
0: Hey-o. fair. Hey. <laughs> uh, this was a depleted Man United team with no Pogba, Martial, Luke Shaw or Jesse Lingard. Ooh, sh- fucking hell. Don't know how they coped. Uh <laughs> Pogba, I think we spoke about it the other week. Pogba for not playing was probably a blessing for them. You know, he's given, he's he's not been great. He's been giving the ball away, if anything. Uh, Marshall and Shaw were probably a loss, and Jesse Lingard might as well have been on the pitch because you wouldn't have fucking noticed, <laughs> apart from his stupid dancing. Um, but yeah, they came. Away, Man United came away one nil winners thanks to a Marcus Rashford penalty. Um, I haven't got many notes of this. I thought the penalty decision was a bit harsh, from what I remember.
1: Uh, I can't even remember it. I remember it was on Rashford, I think. Yeah,
0: it, it, it was a foul, I suppose, but it's one of those you see not given, if you know what I mean. Uh, but it was given straight away, and obviously VAR reviewed it, cause, and because there was contact, they they were always going to stick with it. Uh, for 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 Leicester, I thought the interesting thing is that Harvey Barnes, who's been fantastic this season, was dropped for Damari Gray.
1: Yes kind of insulting isn't it really
0: yeah it was really really strange and and Daniel James boy does this boy have a party piece like <laughs> he must be so he's going to be so easy to play against if he continues this it, I don't know if it's arrogance or something but all he does is cut in from the left from 20 yards and have a shot of his right foot
1: do you think uh, did you watch well, you obviously watched Arsenal yesterday um De must have done that 10 times maybe more Mm-hmm. yeah he does it it's, a lot it's a definite uh as you say it's very it should be very easy to defend against but they keep doing it
0: yeah it's that not to be fair those night balls are good from a distance <laughs> and stuff they do they do move a lot they they're they were were i think um someone from night came out. Uh, it wasn't the ball they currently use, which I believe is the strike. I'm such a nerd. Um, but the ball that they've used for the last two years, which was called the Ordem, uh, it was designed to be hit from distance, kind of like Adidas do for the World Cup balls oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So it, it, it does favour uh, that sort of player. But you could get a video of Dan, Jan, Dan James's shots in games, especially at Old Trafford, and literally overlay them on top of each other, and they'd be identical. He moves in from the same spot every time.
1: He did it for wheels as well, didn't he? Yeah. He, ident- identical.
0: Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a very good player, but he needs to mix it up a bit because he's going to get caught out. You know, And he, he either runs in and takes a shot, or if a player comes towards him, he'll run towards him and win a free kick. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, he's just got to be careful. But Ronaldo had a very similar thing when he first started at Man United. He was not he he was like, oh, he, he's just a one trick pony. Always does this in a game, and obviously, look where he ended up. So you know, maybe it could be a good thing. <laughs> I think he's just got to be careful.
1: Well, he's um, he's playing well if you take out the the diving out of it. Um, he's pretty much kept Man United going in these mm-hmm. uh, in these early weeks because. Um, I think you've reeled off all the absentees there, but they're not exactly queuing up with uh, with attacking players in reserve, are
0: they? Yeah, i say a, f- a few people have uh, controversially spoken out this week saying that Man United won't win the title. Uh, I don't think there's Four. anything controversial about saying that to <laughs> be fair. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Solskjaer could come out and say that. <laughs> Who put their neck on the nail with that finish? Yeah, uh, well, Arsene Wenger was one of them, weirdly. Uh, uh, yeah, came out and said, oh yeah, Man United won't win the title. Oh, fucking hell. He cheers, won, cheers he, he knows all about not winning titles. <laughs> <laughs> hey! That's two in a row. Um,
1: <laughs> I um, actually thought Leicester would win this, uh, spe- especially given the absentees, but they were mm-hmm. a lot disappointing uh, compared to what I thought they would be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I consider I they've know, been it's... one of the, the better attacking teams in the league. They They didn't offer much. Well, exactly, and it's
1: like a Brendan Rodgers thing where every time you think they're going to take this, this step the next level, they just don't turn up basically. Um, Cause there were nothing here really, and was, Man United should have been there for the taking. But I think, by all accounts, Man Knight sat quite deep and nullified Vardy. Um, yeah, yeah, Vardy didn't had,
0: get much out of the game, did he? I think they blamed it on his relationship with Harry Maguire in one of the interviews I saw.
1: Ah, uh, he knows he runs. He knows he runs fast. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Fancy uh, that.
0: Yeah, it's it's a shame
1: for Leicester because I thought this was a good chance for them to really make a you know a, a na- not a name for themselves but you know what I mean to put themselves on the map for the season. But um, there's still got a lot of good players, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, on to other Saturday results, in so that the games get less interesting here for the three o'clockers. Uh, they, there was there was there was some uh, competition for last game on match of the day uh, <laughs> this this week. Uh, Sheffield United you know, hosted Southampton. Uh, and Southampton came came away with one nil winners, thanks to Gine- Gine- Gineppo. Let's see, yes. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool star in the making. <laughs> uh, it's
1: good goal, good goal. Yeah, one. very he, good uh... goal.
0: He's, he's two got two goals in two games. now, both been pretty good. Although, I think it's what, like a slalom and run, wasn't it? Yeah, but you know, it's those overlapping, overlapping centre backs, isn't it? You know, you get at them like that. It's you know. <laughs> Uh, gonna be a thing. Uh McBurney had a goal dis- disallowed. Um I- I've seen a lot of comparisons uh towards uh one of Bournemouth's goals on Sunday, uh, especially on Sky. Sky ragged this to death. Uh because it-, it went across goal and I can't remember his name, Engels, is it? Oh yes. Uh yeah. w- apparently he, you know, he went it went past him, didn't touch the ball um and went to McBurney on the far post who who slotted it home but it was disallowed because obviously Engels was offside and he interfered with oh, in play it's, by uh, throwing was- himself
1: uh, it was John Egan. How oh, Egan? That's it. Yeah. That's
0: it. I knew it began with E. A. Um, but yeah, he threw himself at the ball, and I've, I've seen people arguing he wasn't interfering with play, um, but he was because he threw he, himself oh, at no, the he, ball.
1: Yeah, hundred percent was. And the difference between that and the, I assume, the, the Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson's born, first, yeah. I guess that the ball was ten miles over Callum Wilson's head. so <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah uh. a, a, a strange one. Um, uh, Sheffield United probably could have had a penalty for handball.
1: Um. Yes, they probably should have done, but if it didn't get turned overturned on, on uh, VAR, then...
0: Yeah, it was a strange one. Uh, Billy Sharp was also sent off, uh, which... Was, it was kind of a shock when I first saw it. But yeah, then when you say, see the tackle, you're like, oh, no, it's a straight red, innit?
1: Yeah, so your mate Troy Deeney was doing this game on Soccer oh, Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, and, he saw nothing wrong with it, a bit, a bit of bounce.
1: Uh More or less, yeah, he said it was never a red card. Mm. Okay. So, so when I saw it back, I was like, "Well, his foot is high. Mm-hmm. He hasn't caught him full on, but as you said earlier, it's kind of like the whole intent thing. Like he got him with a tool, which is probably enough. So <laughs> it was a red card for me." Yeah, anyway.
0: he, he his Foot was high. He was out of control, basically. Um, but yeah, and the other thing is, I think Chris Wolda is the English fucking Mourinho. So I know I know his team have lost, and but they've lost to a decent Southampton side for a decent goal to be fair that would you know he just wasn't happy at all just literally laid into his team in his interview and stuff like that so you know he sounded like a 606 caller
1: did you um see the headline today that the saudi arabian guy has won
0: yeah the football. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous in it that what's been going on
1: so what does that mean then for for them anything like- so
0: basically sheffield united have, well up until today were co-owned uh, the club got into trouble a few years ago and this uh, Saudi or whatever they are uh, group came in and they bought the club for a pound. Uh, nice. Well, they bought 50% of the club for a pound because uh, I believe McCabe wanted to keep some kind of hold on him. And I think it depends on who in Sheffield you speak to as to how much of a nice guy uh, Kevin McCabe is. Uh, yeah. some, some Some fans absolutely love him. He's like, oh, he's the jack walker of our club uh, some people absolutely fucking hate him and he's the george gillette of the club um <laughs> uh, so basically they came in they rescued the club by put, paying a pound and promising to invest into the team uh over the next three years well into the club and whatever and they've done that and obviously sheffield united have gone from strength to strength uh but then there was some kind of, of falling out and, and mccabe has done all he can to try and discredit the, the 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 his co-owner basically to the point where there was a story that the money that this guy had came from Osama bin Laden oh right okay it, it's gone all the way from there look like he's come out in interviews he said look this guy hasn't got any money uh, he was asked he's, he's not he's still he's still going on now saying he's not a proper person to run a football club um but yeah, he was like oh he was supposed to come up with like half a million pounds to help out with something, the money never appeared and stuff like that. He's literally just done nothing but slag him off. Now I don't know how much of this is true and whatever, but it, it was it was all it seemed to be all a bit much. It kinda went under the radar in the news though, because yeah. obviously it was Sheffield United. Uh the story was they were getting promoted. Basically, oh, right. uh, and, you know, that's all that all was focused on. Uh, Chris Wilder almost left the club in the summer because of it, apparently. It had effects on, obviously, transfers and stuff like that because, you know, there's two owners are fighting over the club. No one's putting money into the club because no one knows who's going to own it. Uh, I thought the interesting thing was, so what's happened now is the... McCabe has been told by the court he has to sell his stake, 50% stake in the club, to the other owner for £5 million, which is way under their market value. You know, that, that value is a Premier League club at £10 million. Like, I'd be <laughs> running to the bank for a bank loan, and they'd probably give it me if I could go and say, I can buy a Premier League team for £10 million. Um, yeah, it's mad, though, Yeah, it? apparently in court it was... Uh, mccabe's solicitor went through f- uh like five situations uh and two there was there was either party will buy the club for five million pounds off the other uh either party will buy the club off the other for market value um and those four scenarios were um dismissed that that they would when they were being described they were like neither of those would be fair on either individual or the football club or the fifth one was just like they just say to stay as co-owners and get on with it but apparently that was dismissed straight away um but obviously there's a bit more there's obviously more to it you know as one mccabe has been told to sell his shares um but yeah it, it hasn't been good for the club it could be a good thing now this guy apparently has a lot of money it could turn out he doesn't which is what yep. mccabe has alleged I
1: mean, if I was in that court, I'd have been it right. Which of you sanctioned £20 for Lise Mousset? And whoever was the guilty party was immediately, like, stop them owning football clubs forever. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and who put those fake videos on YouTube of him scoring goals for Bournemouth? (laughs) Because that definitely never happened. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't don't know. Hopefully it doesn't overshadow everything that, you know, Sheffield United have done. Uh, But I imagine when they do get relegated at the end of the season, it will be the reason for it, because that's what happens.
1: Well, that and Carlos Tevez... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Carlos <laughs> Devin, definitely Carlos Silva's fault. Um, but yeah, aside, but yeah, I thought Chris Wilder in his interviews was, was absolutely okay. You, you're gonna be frustrated as a football manager, but it's very rare you see a football manager come out every week and criticise these players, especially for a, a newly promoted Premier League club who haven't really got a, they haven't got a Premier League squad in the slightest. McBurney looks all right and stuff like that. They're not the worst, but is it Basham at centre back? Yeah. He's just the new Chris Morgan. Yeah, that's finest. Yeah, just you know, just goes around kicking everything. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sticking to my prediction that I'll get relegated. I don't care how, how good their fullbacks are. <laughs> uh, to the game that was selected to be last on match of the day uh, from the three o'clockers. Uh, weirdly enough, my my um my Virgin TV box decided to stop recording this game. Uh, it obviously new. Fucking what it was doing because it was fucking terrible.
1: Uh, so you can blame the last night at the proms for this because it uh, it all and therefore it. Didn't, didn't start like eleven o'clock more or less. I ah, was okay. so I was fu- furious.
0: Yeah, it, it, it missed off the last the last couple of minutes of this. But then when I went to Sky's YouTube channel to watch their uh, highlights, they were about ninety seconds long, <laughs> and I think about thirty seconds. That was the lineups. Um, yeah, Brighton coming away with a one-one draw uh, against the the mighty Burnley, thanks to and it was uh, Jeff Hendricks scored uh, like eighty eighth minute, I think it was. I think uh, it was just in entry the... time. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was late. very late. Um, brought, another useless fact for you: Brighton haven't won at home in six months. But let's let's not get the fact that they didn't play for three of those months because it was pre-season, getting in the way of a good fact. No, no, I'll definitely include that. But yeah, I, I always find those kind of facts weird. You know, It's like, oh, England haven't lost a game in 10 years, but they haven't played that many because they only play like <laughs> four a year. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, I suppose it sounds better. Uh, and it shows how bad they were towards the end of last season, I suppose.
1: Well, it does. Um, I was going to ask you about Brighton. Um, I was very surprised to see them get rid of Andoni. Uh, yeah, and to, get ri- and to get rid of Lacardia.
0: Yeah, uh, and Donate uh, asked to leave apparently. Oh, did he? Well, yeah, probably yeah. he I, I,
1: killed a man in his last
0: game. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really shocked because he he's played quite well apart from that that horror tackle. Yeah, well, he has been
1: an option for them, a decent option. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously they've, they've cut down their uh, their striking options. So it's Glenn Murray or Neil Mopey. Yeah, uh, and this Trossard character who's now injured. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame for them because he looks quite good yeah, but, looks uh, so now all of a sudden they're down to as I say just wouldn't say the bare bones but a lot less options than they had and they can't win yeah, and I think that that win at Brighton on the opening day has really masked how good they're going to be because uh, sorry that win at Watford on the opening day because uh, I don't think they've won since and no, they've had a couple, yeah. a couple of reasonable
0: home games in that time as well yeah. which they haven't won yeah, they played quite well. They were still quite attacking in this game. Uh, they just could weren't putting their chances away. Uh, do you think they're unlucky not to get a penalty? Uh,
1: a little bit. It was yeah. the Louton
0: shove on Murray, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it would have been soft-ish, but one of those where it probably it is a foul by the, by the law. But...
0: Soft, stupid penalties, David. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: No, no idea. Yeah. Um, what we need to talk about, though, more importantly, is... Uh, Dan Byrne playing as a left wing-back. I saw
0: this when you put this on Twitter. I was like, it's coming up on the show.
1: I mean, he's playing that.
0: every game. He's played every minute for them.
1: Yes, but why, when you've got other players, like other human males, would you play Dan Byrne as a left wing-back? He's 7 foot 100, and they had him, and I
0: think they had three other centre-backs playing. What is going on? Yeah, well, I saw your tweet. Was it, he's Tony Pulis in charge of Brighton? Yeah, <laughs> what well. of the amount of centre backs I mean, I know,
1: I know Burnley were threatening the air, but Christ, come on!
0: Like, you're at home to. It worked. You know. Kept Ashley Barnes quiet.
1: And, well. I don't think he true.
0: did. He, I don't think Ashley Barnes did much from from uh, the, the small be, amount of this game be, I saw.
1: No, to be quite fair, I think I read that Burnley's only shot on target was Jeff Hendrick's goal.
0: Yeah, I so, say uh, uh, Chris Wood, missed a Setter, like I think he just blasted it straight up in the air.
1: Well. <coughs> <laughs> What do you expect? X-leads.
0: Uh, yeah, basically. Sorry, a- boss. Evening, a- a- Ross. <laughs> yeah, that's sad, but Yeah, Burnley. You know, rescuing a draw. It was a, it was a decent strike by Hendricks, but I think the goalkeeper probably should have saved it.
1: It wasn't in the middle of the corner, was it? It was,
0: uh... it was practically at the key, just, like, just to his left, wasn't it, really?
1: I mean, if it was the only shot he faced in the whole game, it was probably bored. It <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't be... ex- wasn't, wasn't warmed up. <laughs> to
0: <be fair. laughs> he took his gloves off. It's like, oh, I've done it. Uh, right, on to the big story from Saturday then, the Let's Be Avenue Derby. Uh, To steal uh, a trend from Chris, uh, other Chris there. Um, So one team was depleted uh, of defenders, you know, you know, completely, you know, injuries all over the place. Uh, The other team was Norwich City, who also had a lot of injuries. (laughs) Um, They're going to make me eat my words, aren't they, Norwich this season? Every week I'm like, how long are they going to play this counter-attacking football before? And I'm think I'm pretty sure we've said until they come across Man City, who absolutely spanked them. Uh but yeah, Norwich the sh- the shock of the season so far, coming away three two winners at Manchester City. Uh I think were they they were two up at half time?
1: Two one. Uh, Aguero scored like right oh, on I thought he scored right after the, oh, okay. Uh, I was right on the stroke at half time. But I mean let's say be fair, like, Norwich deserved to win because you know, they, they scored three goals, three yeah. decent goals. They were um, they were really good but, to be fair. But Man City if they're going to go through six months with Ottomanian stones to send the halves, they they are not going to return the title.
0: Well, they they, don't, they m- don't really have much choice because they I don't mean, have any more centre backs.
1: Well, I mean, they've they've got this wonderful academy that uh, they spent eight million pounds on or something like that. I mean. They must produce somebody or other,
0: surely. I, I would just like to put it out there in case the Premier League are listening, because we know they do. I would mm. be perfectly happy to sanction an emergency loan uh, from a club in North London, perhaps, who might have some centre-backs um, in need of some game time or in a change of scenery. Um, I'll drive them on the back of my scooter. You know, I, re- <laughs> I reckon I could get David Louise on the back of my bike. Uh, along with the entire Arsenal back four. Um, but yeah, is this Pep's undoing? Why did he not sign a centre-back? Well, £80 million for Harry Maguire was apparently too much
1: for the club, who Just have sign all, the, all the money in the world. But, but... sign anybody? I was told this the other day, actually. Who was the, the young lad they got from Barcelona, who played a couple of the Carabao games last season? He's a centre-half. But See, I can't, remember, I his can't
0: remember his name. I remember we we discussed this when Laporte was injured, did That they've well, apparently got some young centre back
1: who on I've seen him play own. and
0: I c I, I can't remember his name. He yeah. Um I don't know if he's the one from Barcelona, but I know they had someone who they highly rated and he played No he can't because the guy I'm talking about is English. Um but he he played some games from last season. Yeah. Fucking bring in Steph out then. You know, just <laughs> fucking cut her hair, bring her in. To be fair, she's better than most Premier League centre-backs anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't understand it. How can a team like Manchester City, who have spent fucking £400 million on left-backs that don't play, you know, I, I reckon their left-backs are worth more than the physio room that they are fucking sitting in every weekend <laughs> at the training ground. It's It's ridiculous and, you know... John, don't get me. John Stones is a decent defender. I, I've, I've this, this, this show this season has been my undoing. I actually said earlier on in the season that I thought Otamendi was doing all right, and then and then he basically puts on an Arsenal shirt for a couple of minutes and fucking plays like one of our centre backs. So much so, I think fucking Socrates was watching this game on the Friday on the on the Saturday evening and thought, oh, I'm going to try that, lads.
1: A lot of mendy's still stood on the corner of the firewood <sighs> box now with, with the ball <laughs> at his feet, like he's just never clear what's going on. I love that
0: he tried to blame John Stones. Is it well, just because John Stones is usually the one who fucks up that he's, he's, just fall, like, he's, he's just he's the, he's the fall guy, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. they are gonna do Fernandinho can play centre back, you yeah, know, but he's injured he real. A, a lot, uh, you know. Fucking but, well. I think the thing
1: about Fernandinho is they've missed him chopping people down needlessly in the middle of the park because he stops a lot of attacks before they get started and doesn't get booked somehow. Like It's like one of these great card tricks you see where like no one understands how he's done it. But every week, Fernandinho commits a cynical foul mm-hmm. but 80 yards from goal. Because yeah. Man City attack with like you know everyone except Edison, basically. Um, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's it's miles from goal. That can't be a yellow card. But like he's stopping an attack which would have been on John Stones and whoever else is there. So... Um, they've missed him being yeah. being, being cynical, but uh, yeah, Rod- he's got,
0: Rodri doesn't look. has got the same goal. style of play. He's got yeah, a decent goal, but he's you know he he he's got rid of that tag of being Man City's Jorginho but just by scoring that goal. But <laughs> he doesn't look like the sort of player who's going to break up play. Uh,
1: no, not especially. But they're not really used to not having the ball either. So.
0: Yeah, I I thought this was going to be a cakewalk when I heard that Tim Krull was injured. Oh. and yet still played. Despite Norwich having two other goalkeepers available, because they were both on the bench, that's how short Norwich were this week.
1: Yeah, I didn't understand this. Like, oh, he's carrying a knock, but uh, just to prove you how healthy he is, we've got two keepers on the bench.
0: Yeah, and we're like, going to play him against, right. you know, fucking Sergio Aguero, who has now scored six in six games this season. Yeah oh, he's,
1: he's not bad, like is he, Aguero? Yeah. Uh,
0: talking players not being bad, though, uh, Buendia for Norwich. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So... In, I, I saw I saw a bit of the game and I was quite impressed with him. I never heard of the geezer, Uh but then I say our match of the day as well. They they singled him out for some praise as well. And when they really broke it down by showing like the stuff he was involved in, absolutely everything. Oh,
1: he's great! He was very good in the championship. And you know, with all, like all championship players, you kind of skeptical about whether they'll make the step up. But um, he he looks very at home
0: in the in the Premier League, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Say so Pookie, he's, he's still scoring goals. Or pooky his name is. Uh, he, the immortal one uh, And Cantwell He looks a decent player Yeah he does I mean
1: He, he couldn't miss his goal really But uh, He just gets up and down Very well doesn't yeah. he, and, he uh,
0: Did he score in their last game? I'm sure he scored another goal For them this season He
1: scored against Chelsea
0: Yeah yeah, yeah he, he looks an interesting prospect You know So maybe when I'm not going to say Norwich are going to get relegated now Because Fucking okay, hell Well the proved
1: They can take on Pretty much anybody um, okay. I mean I think They will get some hammer At some stage Um but maybe not at home if they're uh, taking down, Man City.
0: Yeah, it's a really impressive. They they stuck to their game plan, they played the same way they did in the championship. You know, and I know in the championship they were known for scoring late goals. Uh, but yeah, to be two 0 up approaching half time against, against the champions, against a Man City team that have been pretty rampant this season themselves. Do you know, uh, do you know who who wasn't impressive? Who? Kyle Walker. <laughs> When he, well, Cole Walker hasn't been impressive for ages. Um, the, oh, is he? He, talk that he might be injured as well because he was on the end of a, a heavy challenge, uh, towards the end of the game as well. Because he, he's a centre back option for, you know, he's played the centre back for England. Have we
1: talked about how he's uh, cut his hair like Guardiola? <laughs> Have you seen this? How he's just got like the exact same hairline. <laughs> it's
0: because he wants to play just like him. Um. Uh, needs to start practicing them. <laughs> there seems to be a thing about England right backs, just you know, being alright for a bit and then not being very good anymore. Uh, although Kieran Trippier is doing alright since he went to Spain, I suppose. Yeah, well. Uh, but yeah, so that's Saturday's games out of the way. Uh, Man City will bounce back, I imagine. Um, but you know, Norwich really, you know, putting the flag out. I've also just realised I was going to talk about Aston Villa, and then I realised that they haven't played. I realised they're playing right now, and I haven't got the game on.
1: It's nil, nil. Uh, it's about to be half time. The most interesting thing that's happened is, uh, oh, good save. Um, El Ghazi and uh, Mings had a bit of a an argument, despite being on the same team.
0: And, you you uh, wouldn't fucking argue with Tyrone Mings, would you? Well, El Ghazi <laughs> stuck his nut
1: in, stuck his nut in on him, and uh, hit him you know. on the waist. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I haven't got the sound on, so I don't know if they're just <laughs> m- making a, a meal of it. But uh,
0: nothing happened. It's Birmingham. I, He's I, probably saying hello to him. Uh oh, perhaps, yeah. Uh, right, on to Sunday's game then. So all the entertainment... Well, actually, no, not all the entertainment. Uh, most of the entertainment could be found at the Vitality Stadium. Uh, is it still called that? I believe so. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. put another 50p in the metre so they can keep the naming rights. Uh, this fixture <laughs> apparently averages at least four goals a game. and <laughs> didn't disappoint. Uh, Bournemouth coming away 3-1 winners against Everton. I was quite surprised at this result, to be fair. Um I think we, again, have spoken about how well Everton are doing. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Callum Wilson scoring twice. Uh, one goal we mentioned earlier on, his first, uh, where there was arguments of him being offside because he watched the ball go over his head. Um <laughs> uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin got uh, who su- was a surprise inclusion in the team it's fair to say uh, you know £27 million Moises Keane or Keane uh, was dropped to bring him on uh, but you know he scored uh, and then Ryan Fraser with a uh, totally meant it uh, totally claiming it free kick uh, to uh, to give uh, Bournemouth the win uh, Wilson did score a really good goal for their third though
1: yeah I mean you know what you're going to get with Callum Wilson I mean Everton's defending was uh atrocious for mm-hmm. pretty much every goal um,
0: the Michael Keane effect Michael Keane like, he's had a bad <laughs> he's week he's not had a bad he's <laughs> not had a good he's he had a good start to the season Everton's defence had looked did, pretty solid yeah. Uh, yeah and then he went to come play for England and he's yeah shocking week
1: but I mean it's, it's weird isn't it Kurt has made Chelsea actively worse but he's also <laughs> made Everton
0: actively worse by not being there so can't win that boy can he uh, but yeah, uh, so the, the the offside argument was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Lewis Cook made his return to the side after nine months out injured. Uh, didn't look like he'd been away. He was no, fantastic.
1: Play, played well. I like him. Um, I was surprised, surprised to see uh, Bournemouth line up the way they did. I didn't think Solanke would play and King and Wilson. Yeah, um, they went
0: back to 4-4-2, didn't they?
1: Without Fraser. He obviously right. came on. Um, whether he was under the weather or had a knock or something from it's Scotland, Judy, pob- I don't know. But... Probably
0: because he's refusing to sign a contract.
1: Oh, is he? Yeah, he's out of contract uh, at
0: the end of the season and refusing to sign it. They, they've been offering him a new contract for a bit, over a year now um, and he's just refusing to sign it. Obviously, after the Arsenal interest in the summer. So, he's will to do Yeah, he's like, fucking <laughs> you now. Yeah, unless he can play centre-back, I'm not really that interested in it. No, sorry. Um, but yeah, so th- there's, there's talk of that there. Harry Wilson uh, didn't start as well, who, again, has had a good season, but he's been in, in and out of the team for them. Oh, I thought he did start. Or maybe he did. I swear I heard that he didn't. I can't remember now. Apologies. Uh, one, the, 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 one of the, my main notes that I've got written down here, right, was the... Um, so the vitality, we, we, we've had a few jokes at its expense a few times, right? So it, its capacity is like 10,000 and something, right? Why are the hell are there empty seats <laughs> in a 10,000-seat stadium in the Premier League? Okay, I know it's a Sunday afternoon on the South Coast, and I know the game was on telly. But if you can't sell 10,000 tickets, you know a, Brighton, a, a, you know, a a Bournemouth team that are doing pretty well, they play good football, playing an Everton team that are doing pretty well and playing good football, I, I, I find it absolutely shocking that they're empty seats in the stadium.
1: No, I can't even offer you an explanation. I, think... I mean, I don't want to put the population is in Bournemouth but uh, I would have thought they'd be able to sell out that stadium
0: yeah you know and I imagine seats cost about as much as a hot dog right there (laughs) uh, and stuff like that but yeah it's you know don't concentrate on painting stupid murals of your players on the walls concentrate on selling tickets it's I find it really strange I don't understand if it was like even 20,000 you know you you see like the locks of Burnley and stuff like that where there's empty seats the Etihad has this problem you know but that's like a a 50 60 seat so capacity stadium I find it weird that a 10,000 seat stadium has fucking empty seats in it you know the teams in the championship the teams in league one with bigger stadiums and, <laughs> and stuff like that it's really really strange uh, but I suppose it explains why they've never been in a rush to in- improve it yeah, I've never noticed that that was a thing before you know Um <laughs> second goal known goal
1: uh, oh, yeah, 100%. I, I certainly crazy. really understand how it wasn't
0: an own goal. <laughs> yeah, so didn't want to ruin Fabian Delph's day. I thought he was going to get sent off. You know, a match of the day highlights someone for like, a, you're getting a yellow card. You yes. know, they show the highlights and then suddenly someone gets a random yellow card, you, it's like, oh, he's getting sent off! He's getting sent. And he didn't, but he did, sc- yeah, did score an own goal, but I, I don't think it's been credited to him. No,
1: it's gone down his freezes,
0: I mean, I guess it technically probably would have been on
1: target, but... Like, realistically, it was, wasn't was exactly how powerfully hit. I would have thought it would be easily saved, but I guess that doesn't really take it into consideration. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, but yeah, Bournemouth cornerway 3 1 woman is, a, a, you know, uh, but I, I don't get what was happening with Everton's selection. You know, Calvert Lewin, you know, he had that chance where uh, he went one on one and just couldn't get to the ball before the Ramsdale came out and, and claimed, claimed yeah, it, basically. Yeah. You know, but. I dunno, he's he's alright but he's he's I don't think he's I don't think he's a lone striker, you know, and they spent twenty seven million pounds on Kian, who you know, he's doing all right. He's he's got a settling obviously, but bringing him in and out of the team isn't gonna help. And I think I think playing against someone like Bournemouth, who were a bit shaky at the back, you know, um, probably would have been good for him to be fair.
1: Possibly, yeah, I thought it was odd that uh, he made the switch. I don't know if Kian had been away with Italy maybe. I I didn't really follow that at all but um, I don't see the point, as you say, in spending twenty-seven million on someone to put them in and take them out. I mean, as you say, Bournemouth—the type of team shouldn't really be beaten. That's I would the thing.
0: Think. You'd be disappointed when you see Calvert Lewin's name in on the team sheet ahead of you, though, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, it would be devastated. I mean, he, he did score, like, in fairness. But yeah,
0: um, and he, he took his goal really well. But uh, I, I st- I say I, I don't get what he offers over other players I imagine further down the line he'll be a very good uh, you know a very good player I think even Alan Shearer and Ian Wright said it on Match of the Day like they were like why did he start he's he's, he's not a starting striker for me not on his own uh, yeah. anyway you know I, I say Richarlison had a really good game out on the right I don't know if maybe the game plan was you know to whack crosses into him I say Nathan Ake was back at centre back um, for Bournemouth he's obviously not the tallest I suppose that might have been the game plan uh, and stuff like that but
1: Can you explain me why when Bournemouth win a corner they send up all their centre halves and then play it short and, and mess it up? <laughs> and then f- from the resulting in Steve Cook hoys it long into the box. Like, why not just put it in there in the first place?
0: Yeah, it, say, maybe they've got no one who can actually cross the ball that far. You know. Uh the only <laughs> other thing I've got to say is so Josh King had a really good game in this. Uh, he he's severely underrated, isn't he, Josh King? But it's knowing what sort of player he is, like, is he a striker, is he a winger? So I think there's times like in this game even he even when he was running with the ball it's like sometimes you didn't know what he was gonna do. He was excellent yesterday.
1: Yeah. Um I didn't really fancy him out on the left but he uh was actually quite clever because he had the pace on Seamus Coleman time and time again who I mm-hmm. thought looked uh, quite off the, was a bit older than normal yesterday. Yeah. Um I guess he is getting on a bit. He's had injuries but maybe Josh King was just very, very good.
0: Yeah i so say he left, he left him Left him a few times. Uh, and the only other thing i got about Josh King is, so it was him who pulled it back for Callum Wilson to score his first goal. I still maintain that he didn't mean it. Oh, definitely not. He, so he, to... he was trying to steer it home, wasn't he? He just yeah. completely couldn't get his body around the ball. All oh, right, here we go. <laughs> oh,
1: well, I'll tell you what, let's do the easy bit first. Okay. Um, Kiki Sanchez-Flores back at Watford.
0: Yeah. The Did, you old, see that? Did you see that coming? Old new manager bounce. No, because he didn't leave under good circumstances, I believe.
1: Uh, I vaguely remember him leaving, and the Watford fans have been happy to see the back of him because they've become very, very dull to watch.
0: Yeah, and I believe a few of the players spoke out against him afterwards, including Holabas. Yes, So they played just yesterday. made up. Yeah, yeah, yeah inter- interesting one. You know, I remember seeing, uh, like... When this news was announcing that you know WhatsApp group, you know everyone's like, "Oh, new manager bounce." And I was like, "Well, it's not really new manager, is it?" When it's, uh, you know, the, the same guy coming back in? Um, but yeah, oh, I don't know where to start. First off, we were fantastic. Well, not fantastic, but we were pretty good.
1: Well, third, I did like an away side should soak yeah. up with the early pressure and then just you know score on the break. Yeah,
0: i um, came back into the team was given the freedom of Vicarage Road to start with.
1: <laughs> well, he's needed a big performance and he nearly got it here. Mm. As you say, he kind of got a half out of him and then like the rest of his colleagues just didn't bother playing in the second half which yeah, is a bit it, of a shame.
0: Yeah, it was ab- absolutely ridiculous. I uh, say, so, Aubameyang uh, gave Arsenal the lead with, with quite a decent finish uh, to be fair. Uh, to be fair, his second goal was pretty good as well uh, before the fucking circus arrived. Um, Oh, we'll talk about the first goal quickly, though. So for um, Arsenal, obviously Aubameyang um, sc- scored. There was talk of Kalasanak's fouling. Uh, I don't, uh, Will Hughes, I believe it was, who obviously meant look at the man—he's allergic to sunlight. Uh, so fucking <laughs> Kalasniks coming anywhere near him was obviously going to put him on the floor. Um, but yeah, do you see the foul? Do you think there was a foul? Um, the foul.
1: Oh, on the first goal, you mean?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Klaasnet basically won the ball off Will Hughes and he fell over.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was a foul. No, I, think it was no, I
0: didn't think it was, but Watford fans were furious about it. Um, and Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Arsenal raced into a 2-0 lead. Probably could have expanded it. Aubameyang had quite a few chances, I say. Sabayo uh, and Ertzel, the balls they were putting in were, were, were great. They just you know, couldn't get on the end of them. And then, arguably, I think he was probably one of Watford's best players. Tom Cleverley? He was very good. Yeah. He was very good. I think this is one of—he's only just come back from injury himself, hasn't he? Um, was literally gifted a fucking goal in, and the best thing is this wasn't the first time this had happened in the game. So this whole playing out from the back thing, we struggled with it last season, and we're struggling with it again this season. And yeah, so- Socrates literally just gave the ball. To cleverly and he slotted it in. And I say, like, if it hadn't have been for Leno, this would have been the third one of these that had gone in. <laughs> it was absolutely shocking.
1: It's just, it was madness, wasn't? It? To be two 0 up, away from home. He did it once. Well, a couple of times. Got caught a couple of times. You know, considered throw-ins in the final third. This kind of thing. And you're just thinking, just clear it. Just have a have a sensible ten minutes. Cool Watford off because they've obviously come out from the second half absolutely. You know, raging, trying to get, a, trying to get back into the game, trying to impress the new manager, and instead he just thought, you know what, we're going to keep doing this until we concede.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: all right, Delaffei gets a touch on the on, on his clearance, would so falls it cleverly, and and that's you know back in the game, but he's just, he just you continue doing it, and it, yeah. he, all all composure had gone. Um, even when he got the ball towards the end, everyone was that knackered for some reason from from. From I don't know watching even
0: the substitutes, who came on, looked knackered when they were running forward.
1: It, it didn't make any sense, did it? No. Like literally, like most of your forwards you watch the, It was most of the second half watching your defenders pass the ball to play, mm-hmm. and that seemed to tire them
0: out. <laughs> it was yeah. very odd, absolutely ridiculous, and. It's, it's strange, so um, we'll get the, the, the match stuff out of the way quickly. So, uh, the, well, the equaliser in like 82 minutes was thanks to a, a David Luiz special, as it's becoming known. Uh, I believe this is four ridiculously stupid penalties in four games for Arsenal now. Not all by Luiz. He is responsible for 50% of them, though. Uh, but obviously did <laughs> did want Gronick Xhaka to take all of his fucking highlights. Now, I stood up for Luiz this season when we signed him. I quite like him as a player. He's a very good defender defender. defender on his day and he offers something different in his ball playing skills which I think fits into our system quite well but Jesus Christ this was the most ridiculous like I'm a 38 year old fat man and I wouldn't make that kind of tackle in five a side
1: no, it's just a leg dangling. It's like well, he didn't
0: it's even just... dangle his leg out. It was three foot off the floor. <laughs> it's like he was pretending to be one of them gates that you have at the car park. <laughs> it, it was absolutely... And he it, it just invited it. Pereira was always going to go down. Well. Yeah, this is a man who hasn't scored for 30 games. I'd have let him go fucking past me. Leno was having a great game.
1: It's just insane, isn't it? I mean, David Luiz never learns. It's always yeah. the same kind of thing, and not it? You get 10 good games out of him and then four or five bad ones on the spin and then everyone writes them off and then he comes
0: back and yeah it, it's, it's really strange but the fans have turned now on Emery I, I think I've spoke about it on here a few times that some of the some of the fans haven't been convinced of him since the like towards the end of last season anyway um, mm. but he, I have never like this is Wenger out levels of ridiculousness listen where having now like they absolutely ripped him apart now I'm not going to stick up for him because he got a lot of things wrong on yesterday um, he like the substitutions he made, you know, literally like five minutes after uh, Watford scored their first, he, he, he took off uh, Ceballos, who'd had, a, who'd had a decent game, um, but we weren't playing fast. We, we, we were playing quite, you know, slow, patient build-up thing, which, which kind of suited him. Took him off and bought on Joe Willock, who's had a decent season, don't get me wrong, and whatever, just signed a new long-term contract. And obviously he's had a, he's got a new contract now, so he's going to be fucking awful. Yeah, like he he was he was terrible when he came on. He's not the sort of player you want to bring on when you're two one, you know, two one ahead after you know a, a dodgy mistake that's obviously sucked the confidence out of your team. Watford's tails are up at that point. Uh, yeah, and he brings on he brings on um, Joe Willock shortly after he took off Urzal, who again, apart from a had probably been our best player. And bought on Reese Nelson, uh, Lucas Torreira, who why he started, didn't start. I don't know. Uh, Granite Jack actually came out in an interview last week and said he was probably going to miss a few games this month because his wife's about to give birth and he wanted to spend time with his family. I was fucking begging for this to happen, <laughs> you know. But you know, he, he's going to be announced as our full-time captain this week, apparently. Well, um,
1: there's a morale boost yeah, He did
0: have a terrible game, to be fair, but he wasn't great. Uh, but so yeah, so fucking Torreira, come on again, not a player who's gonna win you a game. It was if Emery was like, okay, we're two one up now. I'm not, I don't want to throw this away. Um, yeah, and we suddenly we had nothing going forward, um, and then so Urso came off a couple of minutes after that. Um, oh yeah, so Gwen Doozy came off for, for sorry, Gwen Doozy came off for Torreira, and then just after Urso came off for for Reece Nelson. No, I like Reece Nelson. He was shit. <laughs> absolutely shit. he came on he, he had a chance when we're talking about it's just about looking knackered he had a chance to, to run with the ball forward uh, and nearly cost us a game Decore just literally nodged him out the fucking way yes, he did, and yeah. then ran the length of the pitch and nearly scored <laughs> but then the same thing happened Just I think it was just before or just after that with Joe Willock him and Aubameyang broke away Aubameyang had no one near him all Willock had to do was pass the ball to him he had three opportunities to play the ball to Aubameyang in his favourite part of the pitch and he didn't take any of them, and Aubameyang was furious on the pitch, and he didn't mince his words after the game either. He came out saying, "It's as if we are just gifting goals for the fun of it." <laughs> you know, I'd understand. Okay, we've got two hundred million pounds worth of talent up front. Um, you know, if you, well, let's give the other team a fucking advantage. Well, no, let's let, as about win let's not do that whatsoever but you know yeah it's strange Arsenal Twitter has been absolutely ridiculous uh, I saw uh, Pepe described as the French Damari Gray wow well, <laughs> yeah. what, an odd, what an odd player to yeah. compare someone yeah. to it, it, was, it was Emery has done fuck all for the club he can't sort out our defence uh, he spent fucking hundreds of millions of pounds uh, on, on an attacking team and then spent 70 million pounds on the French Damari Gray and I was just like wow <laughs> Yeah, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah the 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 there the, were the, the talk of fans already like calling for his head. I haven't looked at what those fucking retards on their YouTube channel are saying yet. Um because no, I, I never will but It's it's ridiculous. Okay, we drew. And I know a lot's been made of Watford were bottom of the league at the start of this game, but they have just changed their manager. And Watford aren't a team who are gonna finish bottom of the league are they? They're probably not a team that's going to finish in the bottom 12. You know, they are a decent Premier League team. Well, actually, they're not going to finish the top eight, are they? Uh, but they're a decent Premier League team. They were in European contention last season. They got to the FA Cup final. I'm not sticking up for Arsenal because we were fucking awful in the second half. But to to make to make out like we've lost to Sheffield United, <laughs> it, 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 it's not that at all. But... Um.
1: I mean, how, how concerned are you by the fact that Watford had nearly 30 shots on yeah, goal?
0: Yeah, I was trying to avoid talking about that. It's the most ever in a Premier League game. <laughs> is it really? About, I mean, is it's it? definitely the most against us. So I mean,
1: it, it is, but as I said earlier, so many of them were Delafere cutting inside yeah. and having a speculative shot. I mean, he must have cleared the cleared the, the first row of the stand about 10 times Like, Yeah,
0: they, they had a fair few on target. I think as well. And, and Leno had a, a fairly decent game. There was nothing he could do for either of the goals. He came out of the game quite well. Well, he made a brilliant save in injury time. Yeah.
1: Because uh, DeCore really should have won the game. Yeah. Um, but he just, well, to be fair Leno, I think he telegraphed where he was going. But uh, no, it was uh, such a strange game to see the last 10 minutes with pretty much both teams playing five zero five.
0: Yeah, that's right. And uh, what, what for just, they're a physical team. You know, they've got a team full of decoros They will just literally physically knock you off the ball, which they did multiple times, which is weird. The minute you go anywhere near one of them, they all fall over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, this result last season wouldn't have been as bad. Take out the mistakes and whatever. But if we'd have drawn 2-2, two, two, I'm sure they'd beat us. Uh, actually, no, I don't think they have beat us for a while since Troy Deeney opened his fucking mouth. I'm so glad he wasn't playing. He was in the fucking crowd living it up though, wasn't he?
1: Well, he had, do you think he had the same cup of tea throughout, or do you think he had a different cup of oh, that wasn't fucking
0: tea, mate. Poor Dean, he doesn't drink fucking tea, does um, he? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, the saving grace is that uh, Hector Bellerin, Rob Holden, Kieran Tierney are all due to... Uh, so they've all played some kind of under-23 action, I believe, Bar Bellerin. Uh, so they are due back. I think we've got the Europa League in the week. Uh, and the Caribou Cup next week, where they will get minutes in those. Probably won't play in the league game at the weekend. Um, so there's that. But because uh, to be fair, um, Bellerin couldn't come at a better time because Ashley Martin niles has had a, a decent time at right back, but he was so exposed in this game. Delafoe just fucking r- ripped into pieces. He was caught out of possession so many times. He, he just he looks very weak which is concerning considering he's a central midfielder.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what's his natural position? Because I heard Alan Smith say, you know, he's not a right back.
0: Yeah, no, he's a a central midfielder. He's played out on the left for us as a left-winger. His passing is fantastic. His crossing has got a lot better since he's played at right-back. Um... But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because he knows Bellerin's going to come back and will and will walk into his position that he thought, okay, I've got to show there's something about me in another position so I stay in the team going forward. Or, or, or he knows he's not going to get into that team. The minute Bellerin comes back, he's gone. And I don't <laughs> I don't think he walks into that midfield. As bad as our midfielder has been at times, he ain't. There's no one there he's dislodging because Xhaka is there to stay because obviously he's got fucking Emery's wife in a fucking basement somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, to be fair, I'd take the Knowles turning around and saying I can play centre back, boss. But yeah, yeah. Rob Holding will be back next week hopefully. Um, but will it be the Rob Holding of last season, or will it be the you know Rob Holding c- coming back from a serious injury and being a bit fragile?
1: Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for our next game. Great. <laughs> Great. I think I've made plans on Thursday, so I don't have to watch us. Uh, who have you got on Thursday? Uh, on your... I'm Chuck Frankfurt, Who's uh, everyone's making a big deal that they're going to smash us, uh, forgetting that most of their best players from last season are now playing for other clubs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> are am two of them at your club? Uh,
1: well, I wouldn't say Villains won one of their best players. Left, I don't but... think he
0: played that. I think he played a few of their Europa League games. but Joe Linton, guess... Was Joel Linton there?
1: No, he was at Hoffenheim.
0: Ah, okay. German teams getting all mixed up. So, I mean,
1: the, the main striker went to Real Madrid, didn't
0: he? Yeah, Jovic. He went. Uh, but yeah, well, that well, that that Frankfurt team got has been like ripped. Rip. He's like the old IX teams. One good season got ripped apart.
1: Yeah. Oh, the current IX team.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Basically, but yeah, yeah, weird. I don't think Emery going to get a sack, and I don't think no matter what. People say, I don't think he'll go before the end of the season unless this really continues to happen. Uh, you know, but I don't know. Is, is Allegri still available? Because I've seen a lot of people saying that he's. why haven't we got Allegri lined up? Because I know we went for him before he left Juve and before we appointed Emery. I don't know where he is. But I, know um, he, I, say, I know he left Juve, didn't he? But I didn't know if he'd been snapped up. You'd think he'd be snapped up by somebody else. Oh, you'd think, yeah. We'll end up with Thomas Tuchel Watch it. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't. think he'll go anywhere, and I don't want him to go anywhere. I want him to get it right. We've, we have the makings of a team, and but that's the problem. We, we're not looking like a team. It's as if Emery knows his best team, but the play, 90% of the players in it aren't available at the moment, <laughs> and he's waiting for them to all to become available before he can go. Hey, here we go. Um, so yeah, but it's good to see it to so get some minutes. Um. Yeah, I'm just hoping that the police find Mrs Emery in Mr Jacca's basement. Or he needs that basement back for his newborn baby and we can get him. like Just put him on the bench. I think dropping him might be a really good thing for him. It might give him that fire back because yeah, he's yeah. practically guaranteed his position. He, even though we've got much better midfielders there for him, there's, there's nothing that's giving him that kick up the arse. He's a good footballer on his day, just he hasn't had one of those days in about four years. <laughs> Aubameyang must be fucking feeding it you know, Lacazette's out injured at the moment so Aubameyang's has got to play every fucking minute of every game and I think it'll do him well I think I said this before the game it'll do him well because he gets to play in his favoured position I mean, his uh, goals
1: to game ratio for you is incredible Yeah, <laughs> he's
0: been involved in like 49 goals I think only Salah's got a better record
1: Yeah, something like that it's mad really but uh, he's got no help so.
0: Yeah, that's it well, yeah, not, but, not right now anyway Yeah, but. you know, obviously the French Demore Gray is still settling in <laughs> um, but you know, his shots are getting harder. Um But yeah, we shall see. Right, I c I can't talk about it anymore. I feel like I've just waffled up angry thoughts for minutes. Uh anything else you want to discuss from the weekend, sir?
1: Uh no, I'm just glad to have club football back for the next four weeks and then we'll have to go through another two weeks off.
0: Oh no, there's not another international oh yeah, the November one, jeez.
1: October and November, don't forget. What no? Oh, yes. oh which
0: mighty European fucking giants are we playing then? Are they both qualifiers?
1: The October ones definitely yeah. are. Okay. I think the November ones are reserved for uh, like playoffs. Okay. Which so... which England
0: probably won't be in. But... Yeah, because yeah, obviously we're so good in qualifying. I-, I love that the media have been crying about like, oh, unbeaten in a decade, unbeaten in a decade in-, in qualifying. Like, well, yeah, because we never get anyone fucking good in qualifying. Like, I reckon I could put a few lads together and to fucking beat Kosovo.
1: So who who was the last team we lost to and qualified?
0: Uh, the Ukraine, I believe, when they played oh, on the on the, right. the plastic pitch. Oh, we, we'd England already qualified. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like I, I thought it was really strange. last week that they were making such ITV were making such a big deal that we were, we were playing Kosovo and they were like, oh, we're playing Kosovo. You know, they, okay, they've only been around a few years, but they're second in our group. They're only a point behind us. You know, they're a really good team. There's a few na- there's a few names in there that you might recognise. Who? I don't know fucking any of these players. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single player. Apparently Spurs were linked with one of them. They were linked you know, with them say, just... Spurs were linked with fucking everybody <laughs> during during the summer and signed none of them apart from that fat low Celso Gazer who, who didn't did he I think he's injured again, isn't he? He's injured, I think yeah, injured playing What, a, what a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. So yeah, c- can't wait to watch us play fucking I can't remember which other shithouse fucking teams are in aggro.
1: I think we've got Bulgaria and maybe... Montenegro? Maybe Montenegro again, yeah. or, oh, you know, someone more, else.
0: More hurricane penalties coming right up, please. Well, hopefully. Right, that is it then. Uh, Dave, please pimp your stuff. Uh, you
1: can find me on Twitter at CM9798, uh, and the blog website is cm9798.co.uk.
0: Excellent, thank you. You can find us at Man on the Post on all of the social media things, the Twitters, the Facebooks. Uh, come join our WhatsApp group. It's great fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mighty Leeds won uh, this week. Thanks to Eddie Nicotia, Uh come off the bench and changing the game. I'll give him a shout-out just for that. Um, is there a clause we can turn out his contract and bring him back to the, the club, please? Uh, and, Kenny, we have a couple of your centre-backs at the same time. i take Pontus Janssen, although he's at Brentford now, isn't he? God damn it! You do want Pontus Janssen. I mean, <laughs> our only our only other thing is if we get another injury, is Mustafi puts his boots back. Yeah, I mean, where, where's Callum Chambers gone? You never had any of this shit when Callum Chambers was playing. (laughs) Fucking hell. That's where I'm ending the show. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's that's how fucking bad it is. (laughs) I like Callum Chambers, but yeah. (laughs) I don't think I'd ever (laughs) heard that statement for anyone. You never had all this when Callum Chambers was playing. Right, that's it. Thank you for joining me, Dave. No, thank you. (laughs) And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Always forget. Never forget. Ah, always remember your man on the post. Sorry, Ross. Boom. You threw me with that Callum Chambers thing.
1: There's a seamless end.